I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. You know what I got bear grief about yesterday? Got bear grief? Like a lot of Do you call it bear grief? I've never heard that before. I mean, is like that... bear... You can say bear... I, that was just what I said. Um, like a is lot Is that of... a thing, bear grief? Can you... No, I, I mean, maybe. People probably do say it. I don't know. Okay, so um, you've got a bit of what? Grief. Grief. About yeah, what? about um, putting powdered milk in tea. Who gave Everyone grief thought I was inhumane. <laughs> who, who were you getting bear grief from? Just my history class. Oh, right. Well, how did it... Uh, it sounds to me like a strange conversation. How did we were, it So we're talking about... So there's a girl who's um, originally from Kenya who's in my history class, and she was talking about um, mis- masala tea or something, I think it's called. Masala tea. Mm. Um, and she was saying how great it is, and you make it with a... So basically, her mum can get these special Kenyan tea bags if she's been to Kenya, but if she hasn't, then you like mix normal breakfast tea with, like cinnamon and stuff and then you like have hot milk with it but also hot water and it's kind of like like a chai chai. it's like a chai latte but we spent ages trying to work out what it was and then someone was like oh it sounds like chai and she was like oh yeah yeah that's what it is but just and it's quite sweet i mean i've had tea in india really really sweet yeah but have you had chai tea lattes from like um, no i've never done oh my god they're so good like christmas yeah, so we were talking about that, and then we got onto, like, teas and how to have teas, and I was like, oh, yeah, I don't use real milk, I just use powdered milk. Right. And everyone was like, what, like a baby, like, formula? <laughs> I was like, no, it's just, like, powdered milk. And no one could believe that it was a thing. Mm. Well, I don't suppose, I don't know why we do that. I no, like, I have no idea why we use powdered but milk. But we always do, Marvel. Yeah, yeah. But I do it because I like my tea to stay hot. And because yeah, I, maybe I that's making, what it is. Yeah. I do it because it's closer to, it's less walking. <laughs> because we keep the powdered milk by Next the kettle. Next to the kettle, yeah. Mm. Yeah. So I don't have to... Uh, and then you, you get the, the milk fridge. out and then you have to put it in and then you have to put, put it back, back in, in the, the fridge. fridge. Yeah. yeah, it's such a fag, isn't it, doing all that? Dad, uh, you can't say that. Yeah, yeah, the, the fag, not in the sense of... Yeah, I know, but isn't that like... Gay. No, no, it's just a fag. That's what... It's a sort of old-fashioned, like, oh, he's a real cad and bounder. It's old-fashioned to Oh, me. I thought that it's maybe that was because you that word had got used for no. gay, so then when... People decided, oh, it can be a word for everything that's like annoying. Oh no, because I wasn't, gays are annoying. Yes, <laughs> they're not. But, but, but yes, I know. People what you mean. used to think that. People used to use it. Well, it was. I don't think. Just to be really clear, I don't think that gay people are in any way annoying. Good. I'm sure some are. Just well, some as are. they're the same as the rest of the heterosexual population. people are. But yes, indeed. Um, but it did with kids. They used to say that's so gay, didn't they? When something wasn't, kids used to say, say that's. I used to say that. Say that. 
Yeah, because sometimes it just slips out. I've got a new joke uh, to test the there's levels no, with. There's no papers out for a joke, so is this a joke that, of your own creation? No, it's not my own creation, as somebody told me, but it's a good joke. Uh, well, I think it's a good joke. I get different reactions to it. I've been telling everybody, but I do get different reactions. So no. here we go, then. See, what, see how you react. Knock, knock. Who's that? Control freak. Now you have to say control freak who. What yeah, do you think? It's okay. We're on my other podcast yesterday, we were playing a bit of Mark. Other what? podcast? What do you <laughs> mean? On my other subscription podcast, we were playing a bit of Mark Watson, who's a comedian I really like. And uh, he said he, he looks very young for his age. Um, you know, he's actually That's good. he's actually a married man with kids. But he says I look so young, it caused me all sorts of problems. I, I get I still get ID'd if I try and buy a bottle of wine. I get ID'd. I got mm. ID'd in Marks and Spencers the other day, and the guy said, "Have you any proof you're over 18? He said, "Well, I'm in Marks and Spencers," <laughs> which I thought was a yeah, it's nice. Like, it's nice. He said, "What do you want me to do? Go over to the cardigans and say these are good value." <laughs> anyway, there expensive as some of the cardigans at Marks and Spencers. Oh, maybe they're because they've got their cashmere range. Ah, well, there you go. We've, do you know, we've not had a consumer update from you for a long time. We should send I've, you to... I'm feeling... I'm trying not to buy as many clothes. No, Have you noticed fashion. that I've not been buying... I don't buy as many clothes? Mm, a bit? A little bit, maybe. So yeah, well, I'm But you trying. still are a bit of a fast fashion freak, I think. I'm not a fast fashion freak because I don't buy that much fast fashion and I don't buy Primark no. or any of those online fast fashion brands as much but it is difficult and also i've been reading a lot of stuff about like like hypocriticalness of hypocrisy is the word yeah hypocrisy is absolutely the word yeah no that's completely right see if you did that you would cut it so then all it looks like you've just said hypocrisy but because it's me and you like to make me look like a fool (laughs) it's going to be me going hypocriticalness oh no so so there's been stuff about hypocrisy Hypocrisy. well I'll talk about it later well basically I'll talk about it later yeah if you want we'll start the podcast now shall we Well, let's start with keeping up with the Kardashians. What was your reaction to, and it was all over the news today, uh, Kylie Jenner, 21 years old. She's got, she's a a billionaire. Yeah. Not a millionaire, a billionaire. uh, And she's got onto that Forbes rich list. Yeah. Good on her. Excellent work. Well done her. But she's done it via cosmetics mostly. Yeah. um, Also by creating a brand out of herself. And she's surpassed her other five older sisters. Like, I think... Brilliant. What's I'm gonna, very impressed. Are you? What's she going to do with all that money, though? I mean, it's billions. Well, this is the thing. Has she got a charitable foundation It'd be or great, yeah. Because no one needs that much money. No, no one near that much money. But Jeff Bezos, did you mm. see the stuff that, like, he could ha- he could solve world hunger and have, like, a billion pounds as pocket change? <laughs> like, that's unbelievable. It is unbelievable. No, this is... But what, I wonder if, in, it, yeah, if, it, if, if he did solve world hunger... I wonder if it would... On paper, it looks looks good, doesn't it, that he could solve world hunger and still have a billion pounds left over. But it would be where he put the money... You could, this is the problem. Disputes, and also, because of be a lot of these... Because of a lot of these places where there are... I mean, first of all, he could solve hunger in the UK, which would not cause wars, which would just be a good thing. Or, like, do you know what I mean? Because we've mm. got the um, foundation. Oh, right, you know, we've got the, the infrastructure. Infrastructure, yeah. We've got the infrastructure to be able to dispu- uh, distribute the money. aid properly. Yeah. But in a lot of these countries where there are big hunger problems, it's because they're war-torn, it's because they have corrupt governments, and so, actually, when you give to charities, often the money doesn't go to the places. No. So you've got to be really careful about what charities you give to and stuff. 
Um, Do you think it's better to actually give to a charity that's got that's got a an organisation and has got a profile yeah. and all that, or to give? Say you were giving ten pounds one week to charity to give ten pounds to just homeless people you see in the well, street. It's really split between this because I think on the one hand, if someone so a lot of um, people who are um, homeless or unhoused or whatever have like drug problems or addiction mm. problems because that's often one of the reasons that people end up homeless. Mm. So it's like if you give ten pounds someone and they just spend it on drugs, then that's not great. But often these people don't need food as much because they get given food all the time. So it's like to to give someone money, even if they are going to do that, is that still a good thing or whatever? But that won't solve really any like wider problems. But I think if you're going to give to a charity, you know, charities like Shelter, mm. like ones that are based in the UK and help people in the UK, maybe that's a better idea than when you give to these big aid foundations like UNICEF because. Uh, but when you see the adverts on the TV, if you're a, a semi-retired older person like me and you're watching yeah. TV during the day, every every quarter of an hour or so, one of these long adverts comes up and mm-hmm. says, you know, just five pounds will provide a blanket or provide clean water and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And they give you a specific figure and say, you know, text us on this number and two pounds will buy water for one per... Yeah, or, you mosquito know, or, nets. Or a blanket, or mosquito yeah. nets, that's another one they do. And they really took the heartstrings these things Mm -hmm. do you think that that two per you know because you were saying that a lot of these places yeah it does make a difference though and i like hope so really it's better to do that than to give to tramps is what you're saying i don't think you should say tramps hobos oh hobos is a nice word no it's not you can't say that no not okay not okay at all all right Um, I think but because you don't know. If, I don't think either is beggars? better is, than is, the other. Is beggar a no, word? I think you should just say homeless. But you don't know that they're homeless. You know what I mean? Some people beg. It's what they do. Um, there's, yeah. there's got to be an element of people who just beg because they want. I'm not money. a fan of the argument of oh, these homeless people are just just well, wanting well, money. They're not actually homeless. Blah blah blah. Well, some people because are. it's like you're still begging no, on the saying, street there. Yeah. Do you so, know what I mean? So even if you've got a house. You must be in quite a dire situation for that to be your job. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I'm not saying that there's probably a tiny percentage of people yeah. who beg who don't need to beg. But what I'm saying is, can we call them beggars? No, I don't think no, so. No, but you can't say homeless. I just homeless. think because the con- connotations of beggar well, Let me stick with bad. I'm going to do hobo. You can't say hobo. It's a nice word. It's hobo. not a nice word. I don't know what the correct term was, but I'm pretty sure it's not hobo. Well, I, I still call them tramps. And uh, tramps is wrong as well because tramps has got connotations of yeah, being maybe being a bit a little bit and, like gross and unclean and dirty and, and stuff. Unclean, yeah, yeah, that's not fair. Okay. Now I've been trying, as you probably noticed, not altogether successfully to be woke. You remember in an early podcast we talked about woke. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be woke, I suppose you don't call homeless people hobos or whatever. That that, yeah. would, that would make me more woke if I if I stopped doing that. But people are now woke has become a joke, if you like. Yeah. There's there's a book out called Woke: A Guide to Social Justice. Um, and it tells you how to be woke and it says by simply adding a rainbow to your facebook uh, profile or calling out an elderly person who doesn't understand what non-binary means you can change the world for the better is Um, the book is the book a satire it's a spoof it says say what say what you like about isis at least they're not islamophobic it's actually this is just stupid though because it's just taking stuff to the extreme so it doesn't get taken seriously anymore when there are actual issues yeah it's stupid okay it's it's been become a, a 
a best-selling book anyway. What? Yeah, I'm afraid How? Oh, my God! <laughs> well, there's one or two... That I, I agree with you. Not any of that was funny. Um, this one, I think, is quite funny. You'll notice there's not a single obese player in the England football team. This kind of discrimination is precisely why the fat acceptance movement is so essential. I don't think that's funny no? either. All right, try you with one more. Um, society tells me I shouldn't be in a relationship with a cactus, but ecosexuality is not a choice. No, none of that. Better than the other ones, but it's not funny. No. Well, let me. We'll move on for that. It's not a topic. I don't know why. I don't even know why I cut that out of the paper. So let's move on to Dolly Parton. How much do you love Dolly Parton? Love her. I think she's brilliant. I think she's the greatest female artist of our era and a role model possibly yeah yeah Go well, for it. well you say oh, that no. you say that uh stella i can't i can't bear it anymore <laughs> all your all your sort of heroes and icons being toppled no most of the men i'm there's been problems with it's fine don't mind yeah what about Michael Jackson? I've got Michael Jackson written Have down. You? Well, we'll yeah. talk about Michael Jackson. First of all, we'll demolish Dolly Parton. Um, her sister has weighed in. Her sister is called Stella Parton. I've actually played her records on the radio. She's not bad. She's a, a country singer. Dolly Parton has been criticised by her younger sister for not speaking out more about sexual predators in the country and western music scene. And you'd think that in the country and western music scene, given the lyrics of the song, rather like I said... Uh, about rappers, you know, the, yeah. the clues in the lyrics to the songs. Uh, it's a, pretty much the same with country and western. Anyway, the star of 9 to 5, obviously, Dolly Parton, said she didn't identify as a feminist and indicated she had no interest in becoming a cheerleader for the hashtag MeToo movement. In a scathing attack, Stella Parton, sister, urged her sister to use her position as a pop culture icon to advocate more for women's rights. I'm ashamed of my sister for keeping her mouth shut, said Parton, 69, so it's a younger sister, uh, who grew up with Dolly as one of 12 siblings to illiterate parents in Sevier County, wow. uh, Tennessee. Um, Dolly Parton says she had no interest in becoming an outspoken advocate. She says, I mean, uh, if being a feminist means I'm all for women, yes, but I don't feel I have to march, hold up a sign or label myself. So I... I That's fine. I don't... That, yeah. like, well, I think, to me she, too, I think I, it's a, a little bit problematic that she's... I mean, it'd be great if she did use her platform to say more about sexual assault, but it's no reason to boycott her. Oh, God, Not in no. the same way. Well, I don't think... It, to me, I read this as two sisters having a bit of a barmy. Yeah, and I think Rather that, like you and your sisters, you could easily yeah. have an argument. But, and I also think that Dolly Parton is... She's from a different generation, and she's from... You heard that, 12 siblings, illiterate parents. Like, I think that's fine. Yeah. And I mean, she always talks about the harassment she's come up uh, come across over the years, yeah. um, which would be immense, I would think. You yeah, know, trying to definitely. make it in Nashville uh, when she's like in her twenties in that world as well. Yeah. The world, indeed, that we're going to visit when we do the music, because I've picked a country song today. Shall we talk about Michael Jackson? Let's talk about Michael Jackson. The whole thing is that he is a sexual predator, would you say? Well, uh, uh, not me. This documentary says that he's, yeah. uh, he's uh, you know, the two boys that are men now, obviously, uh, who are talking on this documentary say very predatory. Yeah, and but I think that, like, this idea is not new. So in 1994, he made a financial settlement of $23 million with the family of Jordan Chandler, who I think is one of these young one boys. Of them, yeah. 
and like apparently everyone knew he had young boys sleeping in his bed and only now are we deciding that it's like actually not okay mm. but this girl who wrote this article she says there is um there is so much magnificent magnificent music in the world i won't go out he is properly dead to me now and she says she's not listening to his music anymore and she's boycotting mm. and i think radio 2 have decided they're not playing uh, michael jackson mm. music anymore having as you say played it all those years since 1994 when the accusation exactly. was, but in those days an accusation was just an accusation until some Somebody had been actually yeah. done in court. People these days it's changed. People would not assume guilt or would not rather like the Louis Theroux thing we saw the other night. Yeah, which I'm but, sure you want to talk yeah, about let's. as well. Um, in those days it had to be proven in court before Radio Two would stop playing their tunes. Yeah. To be honest, so in a way we've benefited in that we've had uh, 1994 to 2019. We've had 25 marvelous years of listening to those great I'm not, Michael Jackson. Like a- like I think he's you like brilliant. No, I think he's brilliant. I'm not a I'm not like a massive Michael Jackson fan. No. Again, the the I agree kind of agree with what her set what she's saying. Like there are so many wonderful musicians. Like you don't need it. No, you don't need it. I mean, I can't remember the last time I listened to a Michael Jackson song. So, like, Dolly Parton, I do genuinely listen to it and put her on playlists and stuff. Michael Jackson wouldn't really do that yeah, way. There's only one song of Dolly Parton's that you listen to. No. I listen to Jolene. I listen to 9 to 5. What's I listen the, to Why'd you, why you Come In Here Looking Like That. That's the one. But that's not even really a famous one. No. My best friend loves Dolly Parton a lot, so mm. she always introduces me to Dolly Parton. I have to, to say, when um, The Wall... Uh, came came out uh, Michael Jackson yeah. what late 70s I suppose when the wall came no out no one cares <laughs> no one cares when the wall came out I bought it on cassette because I had a cassette player in my car and I used to play that album again and again and again and I really? just thought oh I just uh, the Quincy Jones production Rod Temperton wrote some of the songs I thought it was just a brilliant album that album yeah I don't know I, but listen, I, just... I would listen to it again and it wouldn't bother me the fact that uh, you know we already suspected he might have been a sexual predator but in the same way it's the argument we've used lots in the past you know Leonardo da Vinci was he always you know was he all that as far as his sexual politics went yeah Picasso would you never look at Picasso well this is the thing she talks about Picasso in her article but she says she said something about how much she liked Picasso that she could put it aside or something but I don't know what the argument is yeah there's no argument that's just just her so I think that if you're going to Decide. I just think if you're going to decide to boycott one person, then you have to do it with everyone. I'm going to switch the old rule. I'm going to wait until they've been done in court before. But I sometimes they don't them. get done in court, but they are guilty. So well, like Brett sometimes Kavanaugh, they die. Sometimes they die. Yeah, but Brett Kavanaugh mm. is on the Supreme Court, and I think that he well, assaulted that woman. Think, well, you think no. that? Oh but come he's... on, Dad! Did you see him in court? No, he's he's a scumbag, but you can't just boycott no, him because okay. they're a scumbag. So, right, right, that's fine then. Um, bad example because there's no, we can't know for absolute certain. No. That's fair enough. Although I do think he absolutely <laughs> you did keep it. Saying that. Um, Donald Trump. Yeah. There's a video of him admitting that he did that. If that was about him murdering someone, then he would not be the president. No. Well, I'm so how is that fair? He got elected. Yeah, I know, <laughs> you know but you can't. But so, but he's it. committed the crime, though. Still, 
well, he's not committed the crime. He's a, well, he's admitted to what he did, but yeah. it's not gone. Th- it's not gone through court. Nobody's it's ridiculous. Nobody's I don't understand well, how he can be the president. Well, a lot of people don't understand how he can be the president. He can be the president because uh, he got elected, and you know, unless we change the system, so there's a sort of a third. You know, it's like a scumbag option, so that scumbags can't be president. You've you know, we're in trouble there. We'll leave Louis through and the uh, the campus thing for a while uh, mm-hmm. because we'll just take a, a very short break and then have some music. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. Like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Start with me this week. I did mention that I've got uh, some country music for you. Mm-hmm. And it's the great, great man of country music, Willie Nelson. There's, are you familiar with Willie Nelson? No. Good. I've heard of him. You've heard of him, and this is what he sounds like. She's a railroad lady, just a little bit shady, spending her days on the train. She's a semi-good looker, Fast rails they took her Now she's trying, just trying To get home again it's a shame we can only have the 20 seconds of that uh, railroad it went quick, lady. That 20 seconds. It did go quick, didn't it? But it was 20 seconds, exactly. Lovely. Um, which is what we're allowed. It sort of harks back to the uh, Dolly Parton issue. Mm. You know, when you listen to the lyrics, you know, she's a semi good looker. You wouldn't. Yeah, but uh, then that's like, you should be allowed to say it's a. It's a well, I think Songs so. are reflective of the, of the worlds we live mm. in. And so I think that play, not every play is completely, entirely socially conscious. And not every book is either. Like, um, some of the stuff in The Catcher in the Rye is really kind of Mm. problematic. Like, you can't censor art, and you shouldn't have to. Would you like to know a little bit more about Willie Nelson? No, I'm 
Monica? <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you a little... Not much. I'll just tell you a little bit more. Sometimes you do, you know. Mm, I, yeah, sometimes I overdo it. I won't this time. No, um, I'm kidding. He, there was a... Uh, I can he, see a picture of him. He looks like Jack Sparrow. Yes, he does look a bit like Jack. That's, uh, that's in 2009. He's still with us, I'm delighted to say. Mm. Uh, born April 29th, 1933. So he'll be celebrating his 86th birthday. And he's another one of these... Do you remember I played Little Richard... Uh, and who's also in, into his 80s, and said, these guys are such a good advertisement for heavy drinking and carousing <laughs> and misbehaving because he's done a lot of that uh, over the years. Born during the Great Depression, raised by his grandparents. He's an archetypal country um, figure. And they, uh, w- when country music was all very lame, you know, there was a period in the mm. 50s and the 60s where country music was absolutely awful. You know, it was all um, crooners, really. Conway Twitty, that sort of thing. Uh, it was pretty awful. They broke away and called themselves the Outlaws. There was Willie Nelson, there was Waylon Jennings, and there was a couple of others, Jerry Jeff Walker, I think. And they became like sort of credible country music yeah. artists. And it was, and they went back to bluegrass, they went back to the roots, and that was Willie, and um, it's brilliant. So my song is a song called Glitter by Tyler, the Creator. That's the only bit we could play of that, really, because... I'm it, sad that you didn't get there, because the bit where it sings like glitter and stuff is the best bit, in it? Yeah, it was a bit distorted on the, uh, you know, it was... No, I think that's cra- just how it is. Is it supposed to sound... Like crackly. Sound, well, no, not the crackly bit, but it was sort of boomy. It was yeah. uh, on the sound wave, uh, if anybody's interested in this, it was all one long horizontal line where it should be peaks and troughs sort yeah. of thing. So, uh, so I couldn't really play that. Also, the, the F words in it and also the N word, really we would get an explicit tag and would lose our friends and family status or whatever they call it. This is quite like kind of route one, Tyler the Creator, who he's quite like been around for a long time and everyone kind of likes him and stuff. But anyway, he's one of the members of the Odd Future group who are like Earl Sweatshirt and Frank Ocean, who we've played, who are like, um, but he's quite, he's very popular and stuff. And he's been done appearances with like Kanye and Lil Wayne. Right. And so he's part of stuff. rap royalty, would we say that? Um, oh, I don't know about that. Yeah, well, if he's appeared with Kanye and Earl Sweatshirt. And all yeah, those people, I guess so. Yeah, I'm going to say he's rap royalty. Let's talk about American campuses because we we both watched that uh, Louis Theroux program yeah. the other day, which I thought was a slightly disappointing program. But um, tell us your you take. I would on agree. It I read a couple of reviews about it as well. The one review was highly like praising it and stuff. Again, it is like Louis Theroux, and he is really captivating to watch and stuff. And he's an excellent interviewer. He's brilliant. Um, he he's, has got, and I think we can say this even though we're not explicit, he has got balls. I mean, the, the, you know, the actual yeah. cojones it takes to sort of stand there and put the accusation... Yeah, you know, and he just, and also he, like, he is, really gives performer. everyone, like, room to speak and stuff. And I've watched everything he's ever done, pretty much. And he will, like, say something and just let it sit until yes. they say something because they feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, he will That's never... hard to do. Which is really hard because it's hard yeah. to not... Yeah. Not try to make people feel comfortable and stuff. And also, he gets away with stuff because he's just really personable. 
Yes. I mean, it is... It, it, I think he, I think he is amazing. It's a great and he is very good. But I thought the programme was slightly disappointing. I thought it was slightly disappointing as well. Um, again, still is, like, really worth the watch and it's not, yes, it's not, like, boring to it's watch. It's on the iPlayer like that. if you want yeah. to watch it. What was it called? Do you remember what um, it was called? The Night in Question. The Night in Question. It's on the iPlayer. Um, it's worth watching for Theroux alone. But It was a little bit disappointing, I thought, because, first of all, you didn't. We didn't actually hear a female. Well, there were female. A female victim of sexual abuse until right at the end. And well, there was, was that uh, to speaking at length. The one who there was only one woman who spoke at length about her experience yeah. of sexual assault, and that was right near the end. And I feel like that was a purposeful thing, because it was meant to be more from the perspective of this guy who'd been accused of sexual abuse. But the whole thing was just weird. So it was basically, it's about this guy called lo- Saif. Yeah, and he got um, a top lawyer yeah. who got him off legally. So he wasn't convicted in a court no. of anything. But then they have a sort of secondary system in called co- Title in Nine. Title Nine, in, in, in which a uh, university will make their own decision about whether the student is allowed to come back to school and stuff yeah. after the, an accusation has been put against him so you can be in, found innocent in court but guilty of this title nine thing and then a lot of these boys who've been um accused of sexual assault will then sue the colleges under the title nine discrimination act back at mm. the so like backfiring yeah. at the lawyers see what i took from the, that the was, was that the americans are just obsessed with lawyers i mean the lawyer business is so big in america yeah. you know we always and when we're getting a little bit like that here but you know here have you had an accident that wasn't your fault etc etc we can now be injury lawyers they're on the telly all the time that, yeah. that sort of thing you know advertising but like america was in that position 10 years ago now it's it's got out of hand i think and, so. uh, yes and i think the the what i took from that show was that the the sexual abuse industry if you like in america has just got completely out of hand if you got yeah. sued and then you can sue back i think some of the interesting stuff it raised was just about how difficult it is to prosecute a rape accusation or any kind of assault accusation because it often happens in such private mm. quarters and stuff mm. but it makes relations between the sexes quite difficult i would have thought do you think well, I think if you, I, th- I, you I disagree. So. Yeah. I disagree only because so men will say, "Oh, the you know false rape accusations," but the number of false rape, rape accusations yeah, yeah, are first of all very false. very low, and then it's also like, "Oh, you don't know if someone's drunk." And I think just the rule should be well, that, isn't neither it? So sex should. So, but also, I think that oftentimes the when there's these accusations and stuff, it's about like what position was the woman in, in that she could she give consent or not, and was consent mm. given? Well, when the real that, question that should be, was, yeah, was all about, was that, all about that. But the real question should be should should also be could the man decipher whether she was able to give consent or not? Because clearly she was really, really drunk. Mm. So this boy, it should have been his responsibility as well to be like, yeah, she's yeah. clearly not in a position to give consent. Well, I know exactly what you mean, but I, I think the only safe solution is you don't have sex when you're drunk. Uh, you know, that's a safe solution. Yeah. But uh, no, it's given not the reality of, well, precisely, given the reality of, you know... Yeah, it's not realistic, half the, no. Half the do, humans or, on Earth wouldn't have, be here if, you, if... Have sex when... You can have sex when you're drunk, but maybe just don't have sex when you're completely out of it. So there's that which would little, be fair. So there's that little grey area. There's a little tightrope between being absolutely plastered, being slaughtered, bluted, absolutely out of it, mm. and being uh, drunk enough to have sex unwisely. You know, there will yeah. be unwise sex, and people... I mean, yeah, that's but, always uh, a problem, isn't it? Mm-hmm. But the, I think the, the, there was an implication that he was saying, oh, she's woken up in the morning and regretted what she's done, so then made a rape accusation. I don't think that happens. I don't think that ever happens. 
Because you can regret something and not make a rape accusation. I think it does happen very occasionally. But I think given what you have to go through to make a rape accusation in terms of the questions you have to answer and everything, I would think that was a very small possibility. Yeah. I I think that's one of the problems. I do think that still the... um, there's a presumption that the girl is like lying or that still no i don't think so i think, I don't so. think so i don't think there's a presumption i think if there's any presumption the presumption is the other way well i think it's both though isn't it it's that the guy is guilty i don't know how but people are managing to, to accused... think that both people are guilty parties in a way Mm. Well, I, I think one of the problems there is that you're trying to bring legislation or bring a set of rules on a, a sphere of human activity in which there aren't any... You know, it's a wild frontier. It's always been a wild frontier. Yeah. It will continue to be a wild frontier. But it frontier. doesn't have and to if you, be. Well, I think that if people spoke more openly... openly about sex, then it wouldn't be. No, but people won't speak so much of a wild openly about here. sex because it's it's a private activity, and as long yeah. as it remains a, a private, you know, outside various films. Uh, but I think you can. It, I think you can talk about it and it still be private. Yes, because people talk, talk about their love lives all the time, and that's private as well. Yeah, well, you can talk about it in general terms, but I'm 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 saying that casual sex, which some of this campus sex that we're talking about is, and yeah. there will always be an element of that, is a wild frontier. And I think there's no two ways around it. There's no way around You know, the more mm. you try and... But what I think is really interesting is that the campuses, where you'll be on a campus next year, has yeah. become such a battleground, not just for that, but for loads of, uh, you know, for politics and all sorts of things that I'm just leading... What do you in, mean? I'm leading into my next thing. In the old days, you could get lecturers and people at colleges who were, uh, quotes eccentric, had eccentric views, yeah. have views way apart from the mainstream, right? Mm-hmm. These days, you won't last five minutes in a university. This is a lecturer in English literature. This is at uh, Lincoln University. A lecturer in English literature who wrote on Twitter that Islam inspired terrorist attacks in Britain and that he was tired of essays about the oppression of women uh, has left his university obviously. Michael Blackburn, who taught creative writing and English at the University of Lincoln... Creative writing's a stupid degree, anyway. OK, I'm inclined to agree. And I'll get... You'll get grief about that. But. And English. He prompted an outcry among students after sending tweets about terrorism and feminism. Students said they only learnt of his departure when their lectures were rescheduled. Um, a tweet in August 2017, after a series of terrorist attacks in Britain, read, I know the media haven't told us, but I suspect these terror attacks were carried out by Muslims Muslims because of Islam. One in 2013 said, if the left hadn't told me the EDL, the English Defence League, uh, were the real threat, I would have carried on thinking it was machete-wielding, Quran-quoting Muslims. Well, so, he seems genuinely it, Islamophobic, though. Well, he seems genuinely outspoken um, <laughs> and possibly Islamophobic as well. But that shouldn't, if you're tre- teaching creative writing and English, um, I don't think that Maybe should disqualify not, you from doing the job. Do you want to know what he said about about feminism? Go on. Uh, Mr Blackburn, he's a poet and a writer. He retailed it in something called the Fortnightly Review, an online journal. He wrote, It's unlikely that most of the students at our universities who are so keen to snitch on their classmates and lecturers for wrong think, wrong speak or wrong tweet have heard of the Stasi or the Securitat. That's a pity because a brief acquaintance with those two institutions of modern totalitarianism may just a smidgen introduce a spark of self-awareness into their smug little minds. Um, probably too outspoken, but I, I, I think, think he's. Probably I don't got, know whether he would be a good teacher. 
That's my question. Well, I think I think for creative writing, and uh, the implication is that some of the students that it wasn't the students who were. Again, you know, because the students only found out when his lecture right. had been rescheduled. They weren't trying to drive him out. And I think if you're studying English and creative writing, to have someone who is outspoken like like he is, you know, quite uh, quite literate in the way in the way he does it, would be quite good. I yeah, don't think maybe. these people should be driven out of colleges. I, I wouldn't need to see him teaching. So I was talk- we were talking earlier about fast fashion, and I was talking about like, the hypocrisy of environmentalism and e- the eco-friendly movement. Well, you were talking actually about the hypocriticalness, but... Well. <laughs> <laughs> this was last week, so I don't know whether this iceberg has actually broken from Antarctica, but an iceberg twice the size of New York is about to break from Antarctica as of last week. And NASA says it will be the biggest piece to break from the Brunt ice shelf since 1915 and could cause the entire shelf to become unstable or break up. I don't know whether this is just me being pessimistic, but I don't think me stop we- stopping wearing clothes from Primark or using metal straws is going to stop that happening. Well, no, it's too late now, isn't it? Stop that well, a little bit of it is too late, but also this is the, the, the figure. Um, just 100 companies are responsible for 71% of global emissions. So part and part of that is like individual people should show that they care about these things and stuff. But part of me thinks that these big companies have planted these things to get us distracted about the real problems so we all talk about straws all the time when actually what we should be doing is telling these companies not Which to pump out emissions i mean these are people, i don't know ones people. like shell the hundred companies are the fossil fuel giants of the world china coal energy accounts for an astounding 14.3 percent of global emissions which energy um china coal china coal right. yeah Saudi Arabia's Aramco covers 4.5% and Russia's Gazprom is um, responsible for 3.9%. Exxon Mobil is the fifth slot, 2%. Royal Dutch in ninth at 1.7% and BP is 11th with 1.5%. Yeah. So what you're saying is that us sort of uh, over-entitled souls in the, uh, in the West are using metal straws and not doing fast fashion, but... In China and Saudi Arabia, they're burning coal. Well, no, and I don't, and I do also don't think that's fair to say because we've had our industrial revolution and caused a lot of these problems, and they're going through that now. And it's not fair to say that. And also, most of the fast fashion we buy is from China. But I think there's a bigger thing of like big corporations are the ones who could make actual change, and it's in, I think it's important to make ecologically friendly changes in your daily life as much as you possibly can but there's a bigger problem of holding of governments holding corporations accountable well, for what I they're doing that, so but i don't think i mean we need to have a harsh word with the chinese from what you're saying i don't know what the solution is so, well it just seems like there's not there's nothing you can do as an individual anymore like if something so you're saying we should stop doing of, you know i, I take well, like, what's, that, what's the point source. but then i don't want to say what's the point because that feels really apathetic yeah but precisely. it's like if something. an iceberg mm. is about to come off a shelf that's twice the size of new york new york's pretty big mm. then what's the point in me using metal straws well the point is that we're you know we, we're moving you know the point is a little bit at least would help a little bit yeah maybe 
you know, somebody's going to have to... If we all use metal straws... But they, they so keep we, saying that it's like, we've got 10 years to really change this, or this is the end. But they've been saying that for at least 40 years. So the question is, are we just saying that now to make ourselves feel better? What's your point? So if the world is ending anyway, might as well do nothing. And is that your view? I don't know, no. I don't think so. I don't know... After all this talk about climate change, are you suddenly becoming nihilistic? Yeah, maybe. Have we done? Too, have we reached peak feminism this week, or do you want? Um... Always room for more feminism. Well, <laughs> it depends if it's good feminism well, or interesting. You, what do you think of Janet Street Porter? She wrote a very good column, I thought, in the uh, Independent, mm-hmm. uh, saying has. Hashtag Me Too made feminists incapable of forgiveness. So it's a slightly different issue from um, you know whether people have been charged or not charged. This is well, what happens after they've served their sentence. Go I was on. just going to say before I forget the Louis Theroux bit that I thought was very interesting was um, so there was a girl who was sexually assaulted at an American university and she did an art project where she carried around her mattress. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and very cool art and stuff but then she was saying that the thing is we should be talking to these boys who commit the sexual assaults and be it's not like a normal crime like you should be able to be rehabilitated for it and i thought that was a nice Mm. view of it well emma thompson's view is uh, no 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 rehabilitation Uh, she's walked out of a film because the producers hired a man who has admitted to quotes missteps in the way he behaved towards female workers his previous job which uh, he said made them feel disrespected um he's john lassiter very famous in the film world mm. uh creative head of disney's pixar uh, he was publicly wow. publicly yeah i mean he's a big man in animated yeah. movies he was publicly shamed for his alleged drunken advances groping unwanted kisses and creepy comments after the allegations emerged at pixar in 2017 lassiter took a six-month leave of absence apologized and subsequently left the company now he's been hired to work as creative head on luck which is an animated film starring uh, emma thompson or right. the voice of emma thompson one assumes According to... No, um, no, she's an actual animated character. According to Thompson... We can do without the sarcasm. According to Thompson, the producers who picked Lassiter were giving him a second chance. She obviously doesn't think he merits one. mm. She's angry that his previous behaviour is being described as mistakes. And she's written to the Los Angeles Times about this. He was... He co-founded Pixar and was the brilliant mind behind Toy Story. Uh, so uh, he's a big deal. Definitely not boycotting Toy Story. Uh, Thompson asserts that she's making a stand for her daughter's generation. But is she guilty, asks Janet Street Porter, of heavy-handed puritanism? Maybe. I don't know. I think it's an interesting thing because it's like, on the one hand, people should be able to be rehabilitated and you should be able to say sorry because the crimes are now... Because they weren't taken seriously for so long, it was difficult not to... The woman in this documentary who'd been raped was saying, you can be a rapist, but it doesn't have to follow you for the rest of your life. Janice Porter says, I wonder what Me Too accusers would like to happen to the objects of their anger. Put bluntly, do they want men like Kevin Spacey, currently guilty of no crime, still awaiting trial on charges of sexual misconduct, which he denies, and Harvey Weinstein, ditto, do they want people like Kevin Spacey and Harvey Weinstein never to work again? Thompson, this is Emma Thompson, talks of difficult times of transition and collective consciousness raising. Janet Street Porter says, shouldn't this be a time for mediation and reconciliation, for rebuilding the relationship between the sexes? (laughs) 
Now, I know you've had difficulty uh, finding a meme of the week, but... Yeah, I've uh, just been... Not seen anything that was great. There's been some funny ones with pictures, but nothing, no text posts that were that funny. But this is funny, but I'm not sure whether I've said it before. I don't know. It's weird that pirates would go from shore to shore looking for buried treasure when the real treasure was in the friendships they were making. There'll be booty to be found, matey. Matey, your booty be the most bountiful. Matey. Bro rates sailing the brochure in their broats. Pirate 1. What be a pirate's favourite letter? Pirate 2. You'd think it'd be R, but his first love be the C. Pirate 1. Matey, this pirate's favourite letter is U. Pirate Pirate 2. Matey. That's good, you've never done that before. I'd remember if you'd done that before, because I'd remember the atrocious pirate voice you were doing. (laughs) I wasn't doing a proper pirate voice. Oh, you did R. I did R. R. We all do R. Um, yes, that's very good, and uh, I like it a lot. Uh, and oh, we didn't do any emails at all. Like well, we can do an email now, a, if you'd like. Let's do a couple of emails. This was, this was uh, interesting. Joel Andrew sent us an email. And you know when I say, last week, when we were testing the levels, yeah. and I said, oh, we're just testing for levels here. And you said, you shouldn't say we're just testing for levels. You should uh, just go ahead and do it. Like, a, you know, like we've just, we're just having a conversation. Yeah. That's what you said. Joel Andrew agrees with me. He said, just a quick one to say, I think you should keep the bit where you tell us you're testing for levels. It's part of your thing. It's very honest and breaking the fourth wall on radio. One day, everyone will be doing it. You're trailblazers. So I, th- mm. You're not, not taking what Joel no, says? No, like, I don't think it's about the fourth wall thing. Mm. I think that it sounds like you've just stumbled upon a conversation if there's no... If it's like we've already been talking and then we've decided to start, like, that's... I think that sounds better, but I take it on yeah. board. Uh, and from uh, Hong Kong... Alistair Maxwell gets in touch. Yeah. He says, I'm watching Happy Valley on Netflix and getting some idea of your locale. Did you watch Happy Valley? No, I've not seen it, but I've Uh, heard a lot about it. Anyway, he recommends it. He says, that's very well done from the BBC. Um, Any other recommendations for Netflix for a colonial gone wrong? You know what he should watch? Well, maybe he won't like this because it's about teenagers. Have you seen Sex Education? Did no, you see that advertising? I saw it advertised. That was yeah, pretty good. I it, yeah. quite like that. Yeah. Where's that set? That's set in the UK. Yeah. yeah. Skins, if he wants proper UK. There you are, Alistair. Skins and sex education. And let us know what you uh, think of them. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us uh, on email, we'd love to hear from you. It's martinandruthpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, martinandruthpodcast at gmail.com. If you want to hear a little bit more of the Willie Nelson song and also the, um, whatever the guy's name is. Tyler, Tyler the Creator. Tyler, Tyler the Creator. If you want to hear any more of those two, uh, how do you do that? The songs will be on full on the Spotify playlist. You either search Ruthie Me My Dad or just Martin and Ruth and either of those will take you to the playlist and thank you ever so much for and you can uh, listen to the podcast on Spotify yes you can you listen to the podcast on Spotify mm-hmm. brilliant yeah so they are it's on Spotify also obviously well you're listening to it so you don't need yeah, to yeah no no they don't need to I was just mentioning that it's actually on Spotify <laughs> you know if you're already there to look at the songs excellent but then they wouldn't be here no, you get what I mean? precisely, precisely. So, yeah, that was inane. Yeah, totally inane. And uh, do join us again uh, when we do another one next week. And thank you very much indeed for listening. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.